This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's Nigel Seeley, and as per usual, on a Tuesday evening, I'm joined by our senior ATP Tour handicapper, Mr. Sean Calver, over in Mallorca for the ATP ATP Tour Mallorca event. I'm back from Eastbourne. I can guarantee you one thing, Sean, you would have had a much better night than me, I would have thought, over in Mallorca rather than the the highs of the, the great nightlife in Eastbourne, that's for sure. Yeah, I've been to Eastbourne a few times. It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I remember trying to get some food there once at about, I think it was a, wasn't even that late. It was about 1 a.m., half 12, 1 a.m., something like that. Um, it was with a, a friend of mine. Uh, there was nothing open at all. <laughs> you had absolutely no chance. It's uh, for, for people that don't know, it's, it's, it's renowned in, in, in England for being somewhere that the elderly go to retire. And it's, um, it, it is like that, isn't it? It's not even a cliche. It, it is that that's the way it is. Well, if you've seen the video that I posted last night, it was very different from what I was doing on Miami Beach with Drake and the 50 Cent and all these kind of guys. Um, Didn't see it. What, what was like, it? Well, it was, just, it was it was the hotel bar. There was like one woman doing her knitting, um, another woman in the, in the corner with her husband. And just, and it was like half 10. But well, basically what happened was just, I, I found that a friend of mine and his wife and their daughter was down in, in Eastbourne. So... He was from London. He said, oh, we're down here for a, for a night and do you want to meet up in the marina? So I thought, oh, the marina's good. Go down the marina, get to the marina. Half, quarter past nine. I got back from tennis, filmed the podcast, went off to quarter past, nothing, nothing open. We, there was a, a, a Harvester pub, which is a big chain of pubs here. Closed, closed. At, we're closing last order at half nine. Little wine bar, no, and we're closing at half nine. Nothing, nothing at all. We're in the middle of nowhere in this marina. Anyway, go back and um, the... Um, I left my key or we left something on the reception. So I said to the woman, I said, um, Oh, um, I want the, the key. Uh, thing. She, oh, and she gave the wrong key. And she went, Oh, sorry. I should, I, I gave it to the other young couple that was sitting over there. And when I turned around, I saw the other young couple, they were like 73 <laughs> <laughs> and they were the second youngest in the hotel. So that's, that's the kind of, so you the, were a young couple. I was, yeah, we, 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 we're the two young couples me and uh, me and my missus, I'm 50 tomorrow. And uh, the other couple were 73. So that we were considered the youngest couples in the, in the place. So it doesn't was, change, does it at all? Oh, no, no. But anyway, the tennis, the tennis club is nice. It's a nice little venue. It's, uh, it is, it's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's Park, nice. It? And uh, before we go into the bets, I have to apologize. I, I did say like yesterday, about our uh, one of our our fans who one of our big who followers and, and subscribers who come up to me and they, he, was, he introduced himself very kindly, and I referred to him as John yesterday. I got a I got a I got a uh, direct message on, on Twitter today say, my name is James. So I, I apologise to John or James. Or I've been calling John all, all the last podcast. So uh, James, if you're watching, if there's anyone called John who wants to come up to say hello to us, but uh, <laughs> the, the only person who's ever come up to me and recognised me for this podcast, I've actually called his name wrong. So I apologise for that as well. So yeah, an eventful few days and the build up to Wimbledon continues. It's a little bit of quiet 
day tomorrow, you know, as we're filming this, we're filming this early evening, seven o'clock uh, over in the UK. And obviously there's still action going on where Sean is in Mallorca and, uh, and the, the odds aren't coming out. So as the day goes on and as the, the evening goes on, head to the Bet Rivers website. I'm sure you will get lots more markets than we currently have available for you uh, this evening. Um, it was a winning day for Sean today on his pick yesterday. One losing pick and one winning pick. Uh, Filicano Lopez got the job done, as you said. But I don't know if you noticed, Sean. Did you see the gamble on him? He went from like plus two. No, he went from plus two fifteen down to about, which is obviously bigger than eleven to five, and, and or plus three twenty. He started off around about two point two to win the match, so plus one twenty. Big, 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 big gamble on him. Uh, did you watch okay. the match? I did. I watched. Well, I saw the first set. I had to come. Had to come home. Um... After the first set, well, come home, come back to the hotel just to kind of get ready for this podcast and have time to to watch the full match. I I, record, I did it on Instagram. I did um, a little couple of videos actually on uh, when Feliciano came in to the arena for what I said could potentially be his last match. I I, I also got I also got a name wrong actually. I called Max Purcell uh, Mark Polmans on the video for some reason, you know, but <laughs> MP initials, both Australian tennis players. It's Mark Philippoussis, you could have called him Mark Philippoussis. Yeah, I could have done well. I know he's retired, but obviously right. Pullman's is still playing. So apologies to Max Purcell if he's listening, um, which I'm sure he's he is. He's a big follower. He's a big follower. He's a regular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he did look as nervous as a kitten. Purcell. I, I did say he was likely to be rustic because he's not played since uh, the French Open. But um, And then Feliciano dropped his first service game Um of the match, I just thought, oh well, here we go. Um, but then he, he he won the set pretty easily. He was he could have won it five two, and uh, sorry, could have won it six two, and then he ended up winning six three. And obviously, going on to win the match. I think from what people have told me, I couldn't see it from my position in the stands. But I think like Ferrer and Nadal and all these other guys were there courtside to watch him. I know Sitsipas was there as well. They played doubles together yesterday, so they had um, quite a, quite an array of talent watching them and me. Yeah, well, um, that's the biggest <laughs> name of the lot. That's the biggest <laughs> name of the lot. But that no, was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, a great pick there with uh, Filicano Lopez winning straight sets. But he, our pick yesterday was Filicano Lopez to win the first set, which he did at plus money, which meant we made a small profit after our loss on uh, Botic van der Sandrup, who took the first set, looked like he was cruising, and then uh, lost the match in three sets. Anyway, that's a little bit mm. of profit. It takes our profit. I'm not quite sure if these have been updated from those match results. I don't think they have. But at the bottom of the screen, it says 25.71. I think it's slightly bigger than that, but uh, we'll rectify that. Uh, tomorrow, uh, let's have a look at these matches that we've got. And like I say, it's not the greatest of tournaments this week with Wimbledon just a few days away from now. The you know the priority is the Wimbledon draw, and Wimbledon next week. Uh, we've seen from the tournament in Eastbourne the amount of withdrawals on the women's section, which has really sort of played havoc in that. So, I, a lot of players I would question their, um, their, their 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 commitment to this tournament. So there's only four matches that we can speak about today uh, for tomorrow. Then uh, the last 16, let's start off with the three at Eastbourne we have. And let's start off with the first match. Uh, Gregory Berrer up against Nicholas Jarry. Um, Berrer, he's uh, got through to the Eastbourne first round by coming losing the first set against Ruzavori, come back and battled well to win that in two very close sets and two tie breaks. Must be a little bit exhausted after what was a long game. It was quite hot as well uh, yesterday. Uh, Jarry obviously beat Sitsipas uh, in Halle on the grass. Uh, we're going to talk about Sitsipas. He's in action tomorrow. We'll talk about his match over in Mallorca. And then he got beat by Zverev in the quarter finals. Uh, these two have never met before. Uh, but Jarry is a heavy favourite, minus 205. Uh, Barrer is plus 163. The spread here is two and a half. A minus two and a half is Jarry, minus 113. Exactly the same price for Barrer, plus two and a half. And the total is 23 and a half with over 
uh, minus 104 and under the favourite at minus 124. Um, Barre, great battling back there from Ruzavori, but uh, not the kind of game you match you want to have, a long game like match like that in the heat heading into Wimbledon week. Yeah, it was fortunate, Barre. Um, it was yet another Ruzavori choke, if we're being brutally honest about it. Ruzavori led, uh, I think he was 5-2. Um, ahead in the third set, had a couple of match points. Yet again, Roy lost a match that he should have won. He does it so often. Terrible closer of matches and, and sets, uh, Roussevoy. It, it cost him this time, but uh, won it. Um, I'm just not sure about Jerry's movement on the grass. He's just, you know, he has the weapons. He has the big serve. He has the forehand. If it's, if it's coming to him uh, and he can hit it on his forehand, then fine. But if you can get him moving side to side and preferably preferably up to the net as well, then then you can beat him on, on grass. He's, you know, his movement isn't that great. He doesn't really like the low bounce either. A lot of these really tall guys don't. Um, you know, his serve keeps him competitive. And it's, it's enough, the serve and forehand is enough for him to win, you know, his fair share of matches on the grass. But, his, you know, his stats still aren't, aren't great. I mean, this looks like it could be potentially one for tiebreaks. If we look at the stats, Jerry, so far this grass win, I know he's only played a few matches, but he's held serve 94% of the time. Um and on the other side of the coin, he's only won 34% of return points. This is fairly typical, Jerry. You know, it's it's you expect a lot of holes, few uh, breaks. I think the line set here at 23 and a half, isn't it, the total games? Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it's highly likely to be a tiebreaker. You're looking at Barrera, he's held serve 87% of the time um, on, on the grass this swing, and he's only won 32% of return points. So he's actually not performing quite as well as Jerry in terms of the return of serve. It, it, it looks to me like it's it's going to be a tight one. Um, the over 12 and a half games in, in set one at plus 210 with Bet Rivers is perhaps a lean there, but not perhaps not fabulous value. I think the bookies are onto this this Jerry tie breaks business now. Um, tight one, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Barrera won it because he, he has got the capability on quick services. Um to, to get Jerry moving around. And I wouldn't be surprised if Barrett won it, but um, yeah, I think probably tie breaks or set one overs is perhaps the way to go there. If you look at the total, like I say, 23 and a half, as I mentioned it a little bit more, the favourite is actually on the under, which surprises me rather than the over, especially when you consider that Jerry matches in the last two matches we've spoken about on here on this podcast have been around about the 25 and a half line. This is 23 and a half. And if you look at Barrett in his last two matches against Ruzavori and against Sitsipas, uh, four tie breaks he's played. So uh, I like the angle there. Tiebreak in the first set, potentially a little bit of a low price. Totals at 23 and a half. All the overs in set one would be the lean from Sean and myself. The next match we're going to talk about in Eastbourne is uh, an interesting one between Francesco Serendulu up against Mark andre Husler. Uh, Serendulu is minus 130. He's the number four seed here this week. Uh, Husler is plus 105. The pair have met once before back in last year, I think 2022 in Antwerp, where mm-hmm. Serendulu won uh, in, a, in a quite a close match, a very close match. He went to uh, two, three, all the way through the third set with Serendulu winning 6-3 in the final set. Husler's been impressive this week. He's come through two qualifiers and dropped the set. Uh, and he, I watched his match. I think I only watched the first set yesterday. I watched his match against our friend Ryan Pedersen. And I've been to three tournaments uh, in the last on the great on the grass court campaign this year. I've been to Surbiton, I've been to Queens, and I've been to Eastbourne. And every day I've gone, I've seen Ryan Pedersen. Um, mm-hmm. And that by far was Ryan Pedersen's worst performance. Now that we've we've said about Ryan Pedersen being a doesn't really have any fantastic you know shots he's you know he's a fantastic player he's number 200 in the world he's a good tennis player 
but he yeah, at level. But yesterday he he was really poor. Huster played exceptionally well, but uh, Penison offered nothing. So, um, what are your thoughts in this one, which looks uh, a fairly good match? If you're looking at, if you're there tomorrow, I think this will be one of the better matches to watch. I think it's yeah, I think you're right. I think it really will be a, an interesting match to watch. I just like the matchup here for Huesler. You know, he's he's struggled this season um, up until now, and now he's played those couple of matches in qualies. He's played that match that you mentioned against Ryan Penniston. Um, and, and he looks good again. Uh, and you would you would expect that, really. Um, the way that he plays, the left-hander, the servant volley, likes to come to the net. Perfect for grass, really. Uh, I think this will be a tough one for, for Serendolo. Um, Huesley was, was favourite um, uh, uh, for that match that you talked about in, in Antwerp. Uh, Serendolo was priced up as a 2.37 plus 137 underdog when they met in that match in October in um, in Antwerp. There's only three points in it that day. Um, Serendolo just about edged it. Um, but on the grass stats, uh, there's there's a kind of limited grass stats because Serendolo hasn't played that many matches. He's only played six matches, but you know the stats aren't they're not great. You wouldn't you wouldn't have thought grass would be the surface for for Serendolo. He's done reasonably well on it, but you know I think he can be rushed and. Huesler is the perfect guy to do that, you would have thought, with that, with that left-handed serve and volley style. Looking at the stats, Serendolo, 2-4 win-loss on grass, and his service points one return points one total is 98, which is, you know, all right for, for a, a clay quarter. Um, Huesler, not played many, 2-3 win-loss and 101.3. So promising start to, to Huesler's grass court career. If you look at the other thing that's interesting in those grass court stats of Serendelo, he's, he's only won 43% of his second serve points on grass so far in those six matches. So I do feel like this is one that, that Hughes look and win. I think it's a, it's a matchup thing. I may have got this wrong, but I, I feel like Hughes look and really attack Serendelo, rush him. It's not going to be a comfortable afternoon, I don't think, for Serendelo. I think if Hughes look plays as well as he has been through qualities in the first round and he serves well, I think he's got an excellent chance of winning this. I took I, I took Huesler early on, earlier on today. Um, I think the price now is plus one hundred five, isn't it? He's mm. still underdog. Um, yeah, I still think that's decent. I think I think this is the wrong the wrong way around these prices. As I said, Huesler was priced up as favourite in Antwerp. I think there's an argument for him being favourite here as well. Yeah, he played very well yesterday, but uh, this is going to be a much tougher challenge for him against the number four seed, the Argentinian Francesco Serendula, who yesterday. I watched him uh, on the practice courts. He was practicing with Taylor Fritz, um, just trying to do. Fritz uh, was it was Fritz was just like, I watched him all the time. There was a lot of concentration on, on the Serendulu serve, and Fritz was returning back rather than the other way around. And uh, Serendulu uh, could be a flip-flopping favourite, uh, so we might see a different favourite become the start of that match. But at the moment, you can get plus one hundred and five on Husley. We would probably expect them to start around about minus money, minus one hundred and five or something like that. Uh, the final match we have over in Eastbourne is uh, Mimor Kikmanovic. He's minus $2 up against Vukic, uh, plus 155, the Australian. Uh, Kikmanovic, uh, heavy favourite here on the spread. You would, you know, It's a two-and-a-half start for Vukic. He's minus 122 with a start. Kikmanovic is minus 104, giving up uh, two-and-a-half. And the totals are 23-and-a-half. Uh, if you look at the records here, Kikmanovic... Come through against Wu. Uh, prior to that, his form has been pretty bad. Lost his last four matches, including a first-round defeat against Cam Norrie at Queen's Club. And Vukic is playing well. Um, I think he's got a game for grass. He's a big lad. He's he a big server. 
He's come through two qualifiers at Eastbourne, and he's putting in an impressive win in the first round against Nakashima, the American. Um, Kekmanovic is a mechanical player. I mean, I've, I've watched him a couple of times, and to be perfectly honest with you, he, he, he bores me quite a bit, to be fair, when I watch him. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to bet him at minus $2, that's for sure. No, I don't think Kekmanovic is suited to the grass. I was, um, I, I was surprised that he beat... Uh, slightly surprised that he beat Wu. Actually, I quite like Wu to win that um, first round match. A little bit unlucky, actually, Wu. We should have broken in the first set. Um, did break in the second set. So, he, you know, he could have, on another day, he could have won it in straight sets, Wu. We ended up losing it 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. Not keen on Kikmanovic on grass. I don't think he really does enough. It, it, it's the same thing that he does on hard courts, which doesn't really, it's not really transferring to grass. He doesn't have any kind of a net game. It, it's all baseline stuff. He doesn't, move particularly well on the surface it's fairly clear to me that he doesn't really enjoy playing on grass some of the comments that he's made over the years I think he's another one that kind of endures it for you know for the three or four weeks that he has to play on it um Vukic I mean he's he's, he's massively serve dominated on this on the stats you know he's held serve uh he's only played two main level matches on grass in his career and he's held serve 97 percent of the time all five sets that he's played have been tie breaks against Nakashima uh, uh, and Shapovalov. So you would expect high bricks here, wouldn't you? Kekmanovic just played 7-6, seven, 7-6 six, seven, six against Wu. Served pretty well, actually, against Wu. I think 13 or so aces himself, Kekmanovic. Vukic, I think, knocked down 17 against Nakashima. So this one, I think, is slightly better value. Um, the layers perhaps haven't really factored in the the serve statistics of Vukic on, on the grass. Um, set one tiebreak here, you can get you can get plus two seventy with with Bet Rivers. I think that's um, my lean on this match. I'm I'm not sure Kikmanovic is he's certainly not a favourite. I would want to back at that price on grass. I think this this is certainly likely to be a tiebreak or two in this. So we expect a couple of long matches, tiebreaks uh, galore in Serendulu, Husler, Kikmanovic, and Vukic, and Berrera and Jerry. So they're all going to be sort of we think that we expect them all to be quite uh, quite close matches. So what's your official picks for tomorrow in Eastbourne, Sean, on these three matches we've spoken about? Uh, it's just the one official pit, which is Husler uh, plus one hundred and five. Yeah, Husler one hundred and five, uh, and the other two of the leans would be for the tie breaks and potentially over the total games. Uh, only one match over in Mallorca. Uh, Sean is travelling back to London tomorrow, so he won't be at the tennis tomorrow, no. No, I'm flying back at, um, around about twelve p.m. local time tomorrow. Yeah, and remember these matches do start very early, so uh, the action in Mallorca gets underway around about six o'clock Eastern time. And the action in, uh, sorry, Eastbourne, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Action in Mallorca is also 6 o'clock Eastern time. So if you are going to follow Sean's picks or you're going to get involved, or even, you know, some people want to fade your picks. I don't know why they want to do that, but some people do. Uh, if you want to fade sure him, yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, but you want to, if you want to fade his picks or you want to go with him, then you can, you have to get on early to the Bet Rivers website overnight tonight or very early tomorrow morning. If you do have a bet, Obviously, you can watch the match live streamed on the website. Okay, just the one match we have in Mallorca, and it's quite an interesting one uh, for for an interesting perspective. And he's going to get a lot of uh, exposure in this match because of the off-field antics at the moment from the, the from Stefanos Tsitsipas. Stefanos Tsitsipas is up against Yannick Hanferman. Yeah, Tsitsipas is minus $4. Yannick Hanferman is plus 300 The totals here are 22 and a half. And the game spread is it's a pass minus three and a half, minus 117. Hanferman plus three and a half, minus 109. Now, if you're not too familiar with, or you haven't watched the podcast or listened to, sorry, we'll listen to the podcast or watch the YouTube show. 
we've spoken a couple of times about Sitsipas in his his on his the romance at the moment with Paolo Badosa. Sean's over in uh, in Spain. Um, some people are saying it's it's not real. Some people, you know, he's saying he is. He's their friend, and he's given all these cryptic clues. But since he's um, since he's been involved in this uh, love affair or this this all this whatever they might want to call it, he he hasn't won a match. He's, 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 his tennis has completely gone at the game. I think he might have won one actually against Barre. Um, for me, I thought he was completely outclassed by Alcaraz in the quarterfinals at the French Open, and I think he's gone on a. He realizes he's not gonna. He's not gonna be the, the echelons of that, and he's just trying to probably make a bit of career with, with, with the modeling and, and the two of them going together. But that's the old cynic in me. Um, you're over in uh, in Spain, but Dossa's obviously a popular uh, opponent. She's probably a, a, a person. She's got. She's probably been attendance to watch him tomorrow. Um, what's the, what's here, the yeah? yeah what's here. the talk? What's the talk about it there? Well, I think I think the tournament has, has certainly been affected by withdrawals, hasn't it? And Sitsipas is their is their star man by some considerable distance. You know, there's quite a few players. Kyrgios pulled out, and Felix pulled out, and one or two others as well. So I think they're just trying to hype up this Sitsipas and Badosa thing. They were both they were both on the practice court. Um, they were hit. They, I think they did a video. I think that the tournament put out a video of them hitting with each other on on one of the courts the other day. Yeah, she's here. Um, he's um, practicing occasionally. I've seen him, I think, once hitting. He's, I'm sure he's done it a couple of times. But yeah, it's just it, it's something, isn't it, that seems to be distracting him at the minute. That that that's the kind of the bottom line. But if you look at his stats, he wouldn't be so the first person season. in life that's fallen in love and everything's gone to pot. Um, well, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Quite, quite it a lot happens. of people, quite a lot of men, and, and I speak from experience. You fall in love, and everything else goes uh, goes wrong. But uh, you weren't you weren't in the top five in the world at tennis, though. I don't think. Were you? No, no, I wasn't. But uh, <laughs> I can speak from experience. Think yeah, that's all. You're infatuated, and obviously, but his form is. Uh, but but it's the cynics are saying that it, it's not real, and they're just friends. And he he puts he's putting these cryptic clues about you know that they're they're friends, and like, it's all a bit weird. I, I think it's to try to get a big fashion deal or a clothing deal because I think he's I think he realizes against Alcaraz listen I'm never going to win a grand slam while this boy is around possibly um I to be honest I couldn't I wouldn't be able to pick Paula Bedosa out of a lineup at the supermarket to be honest I've, I've no idea you, what she looks oh, like you, 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 she's 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 very she's very attractive she? I, I, very I'm sure she is I'm, I, I, I wouldn't know her to be honest with you you'd know it's um, if she walked past you in the supermarket she would trust me I don't think I would no okay I don't think I would no, no, she'll okay. notice you. She, she'll notice you. She'll notice you. She'll picking up some. Yeah, ready she's, another, she's another listener of the podcast, isn't she? Yeah. Um, looking at his stats on grass so far this season, I mean, half of the sets that he's played on grass have been tie breaks. He's held serve 92% of the time. He's broken serve just 10.6% of the time, winning 30% of return points. So he's doing absolutely nothing. Those are, those are dreadful return stats, you know, worse than the Cressies and, and what have you. So, his service points one and return points one tell is 101, which is, you know, not not befitting of a of a top five in the world player, really. I know he's only played a few matches, but he's not. He's either not really focusing properly or he's never been that great on grass anyway. I mean, he, I know he, that sounds a bit silly to say because he won this tournament last year, but other than that, he's not really done done anything on this surface. He's played Hanthman before a couple of times. But it, was, it was several years ago. They played in Wimbledon Qualies back in 2017, and that was surprisingly 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. I think Hanthman beat him uh, in ITF level prior to that. So yeah, Hanthman's not, not going to be 
phased by by Sitsipas at all, you know, kind of overawed by, overawed by him. Um, Hanfman himself was held to serve eighty eight percent of the time on grass at main level in his three matches this season. Um, given Sitsipas's record at, at playing tie breaks, he just, as I said, fifty percent of his sets have been tie breaks. The obvious bet for me is is a tie break in set one. And that was um, a plus 270 chance with Bet Rivers uh, over 12 and a half games. I'm not sure if the line has moved or anything yet, but that's what it was earlier. Um, Hanfman, you know, comes here. He's played a match already. It was a very, a very straightforward match against the clay court of Pedro Cachin. Won it pretty easily. Sitsipas obviously hasn't played a match here yet. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you would expect Sitsipas to win this match. However, the fact that he's played so many tie breaks and Hanfman's a strong server... It, it does suggest tie breaks. Again, it's a kind of a running theme in tonight's podcast, but over 12 and a half games for me, set one, plus 272 about Rivers. Happy to take that. It's slightly gone down now. Unfortunately, it was plus 270. It's now plus 250. Uh, go to the Bet Rivers website. You'll see all the different markets. There's about 30 different markets on that match. And that match starts tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Stefanos Sitsabas, that's Eastern time against Hanferman. Uh, over 12 and a half uh, games in the first set. Plus 250. If you want to bet a tie break just in the match, it's minus 114. So one tie break, a tie break. Cash doesn't have to be the first set. It can be the second set or the third set. It's minus 114. And just an interesting point that the two of them have uh, played once before on grass. It was in qualifying in Wimbledon back in 2017. It's a long time ago, six years ago, to have a look at stats. But Sitsipas won it two sets to love, and it was 7-6-7-6. So uh, that's a good omen if you want to bet on the tie break. So... Just a recap, it's all about total games. It's all about tie breaks. It's all about long matches, close matches uh, for us here in Mallorca and Eastbourne. The conditions are fast. The players have got big servers there. And we think there's going to be a lot of tight matches. But the official play in Eastbourne is Mark andre Husler at plus 105 to beat Francesco Sarandulu. And our official pick in Mallorca is that tie break uh, in the first set in Sitsapas against Yannick Hanferman at plus 250. Uh, Sean, you're traveling back tomorrow. Have a very, very safe journey back, my friend. And we shall speak again on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, it'll be Rory Jawani and James Blake looking at all the talking points on the tennis. I'm sure they'll be talking about Sitsipas and Madossa. Um, it's my birthday tomorrow, so I know, I know I've been hyping on about it and I've been mentioning it quite a lot. And, and Happy I'm, birthday for tomorrow. I'm 50 tomorrow, and it's my actual birthday tomorrow. I've been out there celebrating all week. but uh, So I'll be at home uh, having a day off, and then on Thursday, myself and Sean will be back. And then Friday, it's the big one. It's the draw for Wimbledon. We'll look at the outright markets and the match bets over the course of the weekend uh, for everything, all starting at SW19 on Monday. Uh, if you want to follow us, obviously you can do by downloading this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the Bet Rivers Network. You'll see all the fabulous content there, not only from us, but also the stuff that uh, the fabulous boys do across on all the different American sports. And you can also follow us on our socials, which is we share the same handle on both social, which is at because we win the we've had a big month on the people following us on twitter so thank you very much if you follow us on twitter and you can follow our uh, journeys at the different tennis tournaments and the sporting events also on our instagram account which is at because we win a uh, safe journey again sean uh, thanks very much for watching thanks very much for listening good luck with your bets tomorrow and it's all about games all about close ones tie breaks for us take care